Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Crosstalk. I'm John Wayne, and with me as always is Major Pastor uh, with a tie today, Jonathan Raymer. Just in case you're only listening to this and can't tell, he is wearing a tie. He's dressed very fancily uh, today for, uh, you know, just the, I, I hear it adds to the quality of content for sure. Yes. I think it actually pitches my voice deeper down too. Yeah. So. I feel that way when I preach because that's usually the only time I like hitch it up all the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with working with kids, you don't want, you don't want anything they can grab and like get a hold of you with. So, you know, generally True. I like to be able to escape from my ties. So <laughs> <laughs> you get the clip-ons, man. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. How are you doing, sir? I'm blessed. Today's a good day. Had a little cold front come in, so it's not so scorching hot here in Georgia. It's nice. Yeah, the, la the last couple of days here have been very pleasant for about 80%, 70% of the day. Uh, it actually, you can go outside. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it doesn't feel like that scene in Chronicles of Riddick. Um, <laughs> where... <laughs> yeah, no, I know that Which, If you know, you know. If you don't know, it's a good movie. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, the, this Georgia heat's no joke. I'm glad to be uh beginning to put it behind us because um i love fall i love fall so yeah, much me too um and that also means uh exciting things for us and our church for fall as well so yeah but anyway we're not there yet i don't want to get all excited but uh where we are is uh part of the way through our new series uh doing a little half series uh for the last couple of weeks and last week we talked about the uh the gifts uh, that uh, identifying our gifts that we might uh, have, we not might, we do have, everybody has gifts. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, how that plays into our relationship with the body. See, we, we ended our last series talking about our uh, building our relationships with each other, particularly in the church uh, and not just being come and go kind of folks. Um and kind of coming off of that, then how do we continue to build up the body? Because we're not just a part of the body, but, you know, we don't just look out for ourselves. We look out for each other. Yeah. Um, and, and that's one of the beautiful things that happens in our faith is, is you don't fly or ride solo. Yeah. Uh, but in that also, uh, not only are we told about uh, the gifts each of us uniquely have, we're also told about the fruit of the spirit, the, the fruit the spirit bears in us. And so, that's what we're talking about today, uh, and I had to really blow it out the water because when you're talking about all the fruits of the spirit, the the whole bowl and caboodle, um, you have to get a, a, a guest well rounded enough to discuss Absolutely. all of them, maybe even exemplify them. Uh, I'd say so. And so we we blew this month's budget on the guest of Major Al Newsom. <laughs> How are you? Doing, sir? <laughs> I am doing wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you blowing your budget on me. <laughs> you know, two dollars goes fast. You know, so. <laughs> you no, know, you are at least three fifty, sir. I promise. That's right. That's <laughs> what we call cheap grace. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Well, thank you uh, for taking time out of your schedule. Uh, we know how DHQ can be, and and that's that's your baby up there. Uh, and so, getting to take some time and spend with us—that's a a heck of a pleasure, sir. Absolutely. Oh, it's my privilege to be able to join you. And 
uh, this baby up here sometimes needs his diaper changed. And so we're trying sure. to get through this as quickly as we can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's been a while since you've been on. Uh, Doug has completely changed. Mm. Um, I got know, more and then less hairy at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Taller, too, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, but, uh, no, yeah, you, you. this is not your first outing with Crosstalk. Uh, mm. Glad to have you back. It, it's taken a little while, but uh, for anyone maybe new to us uh, or anybody that just doesn't know the awesomeness of Al Newsom, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Well, I was born in Mississippi. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana, close enough, uh, and uh, I came to the Salvation Army at the age of 13, actually on my 13th birthday, uh, I came to the Salvation Army and uh, began my journey there. And it was a struggle going back and forth uh, over the years. Uh, it was early after, I think, about the age of 15 that I received the call to officership. Um, and I did what most teenagers do, run. <laughs> and, uh, run as far as I can. Uh, at the age of 18, found myself in the Marine Corps, uh, sitting on the top of a mountain, uh, looking at the stars, and God speaking to me in boot camp. <laughs> and reminding me of the call uh, that he had on my life. And uh, it, it took a, a little bit, but I was able to leave the Marine Corps and head to the Salvation Army. I always say, I didn't like the Marine Corps as much because I had people who wasn't as smart as me uh, making decisions about my life. And then they say, but you joined the Army. And so I don't know what that meant, <laughs> so I'll leave that alone. <laughs> so. Yeah, but uh, and, and I came to the Salvation Army for the past 36 years as an officer. It has been uh, challenging, but uh, the greatest experience of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so glad to have you uh, back in Atlanta. It's not your first outing with Atlanta, but uh, no. uh, not your first outing with Georgia, even. Uh, yes, that's but, correct. Uh, definitely glad to have you, you here. You've done your homework, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. Um, well, no, it's, it's you know, le leading the Salvation Army's work uh, in the state of Georgia. It's a big task, and they, they've given it to uh, big people of faith, you and your wife. And, yeah. and so, uh, you know, uh, Georgia's definitely lucky to have you all. Um, well, we're blessed it, to be a part of Georgia, and trust me, we don't do this alone. There's uh, a cadre of uh, officers and soldiers who stand beside us to make this ministry work. And so uh, we do it all together. Yeah. Almost, almost like a, a body, you would say. I, I, I would think so. <laughs> you picked up on that segue. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Well, and, the, and, and again, that's one of the things I, I love so much uh, about our faith um, and, and what the, the church really is, is, is that body that comes together. People believing in the same Savior and Creator and Comforter and, and coming together to uh, bring what gifts, what what offerings they have of their lives to uh, worship them, but also to, uh, you know, edify uh, and glorify their name. And yes. um, and that's what really this series, and it's a short series to try and do, but like taking a look at that of the, the role we play together, because uh, we, we like to, and, and certainly my faith is my faith, my journey is my journey. I didn't go to the Marine Corps like you did. Uh, we all probably have had vastly different experiences, and yet at the same time, uh, it's all led us together. Yeah. And so no matter how unique 
uh, we might find ourselves in, and, and, and may be uh, the, the beauty of coming together uh, for our, our similarities, our, our, our passions uh, aligning, um, kind of digging into how the, those relationships play out uh, is a big part of, of these couple of weeks. It's amazing how God does that. Yeah, I, I, in the old days they would say He weaves us together like a tapestry. Amen. There you go. You know, it's funny you say that because, like, the, that word tapestry as a, as an allegory for for the the joining of people, the of, of relationships, has been coming up so often uh, for me in the past few months. Uh, and so it's just it's a per, per, perfect word. You know, we're very hewn together uh, in, in this faith and in this walk. Um, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And so, like I said, last week we talked about, uh, gifts, unique yeah. gifts. Uh, uh, we all have them. We all, uh, hope to use them, uh, and they have their role in the body. Uh, but how would you all define, and I'll maybe start with you, Jonathan, how do, how, how would you define the difference between gifts that we discussed last week and fruit of the spirit? Where, where's the difference there? Yeah. So, I mean, gifts, right. Those are personalized, specialized for me. Like I have certain gifting that you don't have that, that uh, major Al doesn't have each of you have gifting that I don't have. Right. And that's, that edifies the body and that, you know, we talk about, we can't all be eyeballs. We can't all be feet. We can't all be, we need each other to do that. But with the spiritual, with the fruit of the spirit, right. That is something. And it's funny when I was a kid, I used to think, man, I don't want to become a Christian because then we're all the same and it's just boring. <laughs> and as I grew up and matured uh, in that faith, I recognized that, that yes, uh, we should have similar characteristics, the fruit of the Spirit, um, but those those get expressed in so many various ways. Yeah. Um, and, and I think those are the those are the differences, right? Is is fruit of the spirit. We should all be loving and joyful and kind and patient and all of those. All Christians should be those things. Uh, but that get, gets expressed through our through our gifting and talents in different ways. Yeah, that's great. And I think um, you're, you're right on the struggle, though, that, that a lot of people have is when we talk about the fruit of the spirit, uh, which is sort of the evidence or the characteristics that you possess the spirit of Christ. Yeah. Uh, you know, the reality is that other folks who don't know Christ can express joyfulness at times or sure. lovingness. Uh, and so uh, people get caught up uh, too much, I think, in, in what it looks like, in, in a sense, where we, we're judging the out, 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 outcomes. Oh, well, not necessarily outcomes, but the, the cover of the book. Uh, yeah. and we're, we're looking at the cover of the book so much that we're forgetting to look deep, a little bit deeper inside the individual to the spirit of the person. Because again, um, those those fruit are supposed to be evidence of what's residing inside. Yeah. And uh, if you can't see the connection between the two, then there there there, there lies a, the difference, if you will. Yeah, and and I like that too, right? Because certainly there are people that that yeah who aren't believers who have joy and, and all that it's absolutely true and are loving and can be kind and can be patient and all that uh, that though for for those non-believers i think the big thing for us as believers is it's not shouldn't be based on our circumstance and certainly for many non-believers it's be, i'm joyful because today was a good day mm. not because the joy of the lord is in me or i'm patient because 
oh, you're pretty easy to work with. Not because you're a four-year-old pre-K kid running around, throwing beads <laughs> everywhere and all that. We've all been there. Uh, Very recently. And, yeah. And so, <laughs> uh, so you know, it, it's it's that, that supernatural piece of, I am not naturally patient. I have to allow the Holy Spirit. I have to cooperate with the Holy Spirit to help bring that out because I'm just not naturally patient. Oh, I didn't know that about you. <laughs> <laughs> Never would have shown. Confession is good for the soul, boss. Uh, well, yeah, I, I think it's a matter, like it's it's your source, right? It's not just right. Fruit and that, that's the reason through. why Paul was writing this letter yeah. to Galatians. Some of you remember uh, that you know. Galatia was one of his churches that he helped to find, found, and um, he he heard that people were coming in and sharing, well, what they call a different gospel, uh, and so he was writing this letter to try and uh, sort of course correct yeah. to help them understand, listen, what you learn from the the gospel, the, the true gospel, is freedom in Christ, Amen. and it only comes from Christ, faith in Christ. Christ alone, and it's not by works, uh, which is, uh, you know, and, and again, this is where a lot of Christians get so confused with the message because Paul kind of overemphasizes the concept that this is by faith alone, not by works, because folks were coming in and saying, uh, you know, they were Jewish people who were converted, and so they were bringing their traditions in with them. And they were saying that they had to be circumcised, that they had to do this, or they had to do that. And Paul was saying, no, that's not the gospel that I introduced to you, the freedom that comes in Christ. And this, the source of that is the Holy Spirit. And he will help you live that out. Uh, I don't know if you remember John's 16th chapter, um, where he talks about the, the uh, Holy Spirit. When Jesus says, listen, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to send you. It, it, yeah. And he says, it's necessary for you yeah. that I go away yeah. so that I can send you the Holy Spirit. Because you're going to need the Holy Spirit to guide you and help you and lead you into truth. Because that's the that's the steps that the uh, enemy is not. We, we seem to think that the, the enemy is coming at us with lies. And that's not necessarily true anymore today. Mm -hmm. The enemy, just as in Paul's day and in what was happening in the church of Galatia, is not coming at us with just outright lies. They know we, we can recognize a lie. Uh, what they're doing is just to twist the truth a little bit. So you're not standing on a solid foundation. Yeah. And Jesus says when in the 16th chapter of John, when the spirit of truth comes, he calls him the spirit of truth. He's going to guide you and lead you into all truth. So yeah. that you'll have that solid foundation and everything that stems from that, that the fruit of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit will come as a source of the connection of the Holy Spirit with the foundation of the true gospel, the true word of God. And so it, it, that's that's the connection that Paul is making. It's going to come. It's going to come from inside what God has placed in us. Amen. That that will look a lot differently than others who are sharing the same similar characteristics just the source is totally different yeah yeah well and it's it's a lot like what paul talks about with you know the the pangs of what was yeah uh, when he talks about you know the world around us even longing to return to eden and everything like everything cries out for what was originally right and i think sometimes when we get those small tastes um the, those uh self-created or those worldly founded um 
joys and 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 moments. Uh, it's a glimpse or a shadow of uh, what the Spirit gives us, what the Spirit can yeah. give us. And Paul uh, was saying to them, "Listen, uh, the content of the gospel trumps the credentials of the messenger." Mm -hmm. uh, meaning. It, it, they may look like they have joy, and to, but if it moves away from the foundation of the gospel, the truth of God's word, then it's not from God. And True. so we, we can easily, I won't say easily, but we can tell the difference uh, between the two. Yeah. Well, and, and that, like, I like what you, you, when you brought that up, Jonathan, of like, you know, I, I, we talk about the peace that surpasses understanding. I think, too, like that applies to some of the, the, the fruit of spirit where it's just like, it, it's not dependent. How, how are you still being so kind despite what you are facing? You know, how are you still being so patient with that difficult person? Like all of the, like, because, because it's, it's a, it's a supernatural beyond us kind of gifting. Yeah. It, it doesn't yeah. depend on us or the circumstance. It depends on, on this Holy spirit. It depends on God. Yeah. Um, it's that so, identifier, right? It's, it's the mm -hmm. right wrapping all this. It starts with love fruit of the spirit, but then you, when you look at all the others, they're all wrapped in love and scripture is clear. They will know that you are believers, that you are grafted into me, yes. Christ, by your love for one another. Yes. Right. And if we don't love one another, like if we're not exemplifying that love for one another and he's talking about the body, the body of Christ, like if we don't love each other, uh, what hope do we have? And, and so often in the church, in the body of Christ, we we, we get into competing with one another and comparing one another. And we, we just got to not do that, not fall into the temptation of doing that. Because I like the point you made, you know, uh, about a little truth, right? Because Lucifer name means bringer of light. And he's very smart in bringing yeah. just a little truth. And so we see that as, oh, this is holy competition. No, we are not. Like, let's, they will know that we are part of Christ. Because of our love for each other. Yeah. Well, even how we uh, hold accountable to the fruit of the spirit, sure. it can can be detrimental. You know, when we, yeah. uh, you know, like with a magnifying glass, go to everybody in the church to see if you're being kind enough or, or you're being this. <laughs> yeah. It's like a litmus test. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, from a place of, hey, if we're if we're here together, if we're worshiping, if we're chasing after the Lord and what he'd have for us. And if we really want to, you know, bring the kingdom here, we you know, we should see these evidences, these signs, the fruit of the spirit should bear. Right. Yeah. But I don't think by getting a, a, a fire truck hose and, and blasting a plant is going to make it grow any faster or more. And that's, <laughs> you know, and that's a struggle in the church uh, because we we see things and we think that we automatically are, are required to address things because we see them. But the reality is we're supposed to be led by the spirit to address mm -hmm. things. One of the things I'll give you a quick example. I see this all the time. Uh, like when church services are going on and someone goes to the altar, you'll see people rush down to pray with them. And you always have to wonder, did the spirit of God lead that person to go pray with them? Because this, whatever that person is praying about, I know beyond a shadow of doubt that the spirit is speaking to someone to go and talk to them. But if someone else rushes down before you mm -hmm. and, and prays with that person, they never get the message that the spirit actually wanted them to have. And in essence, we can be detrimental to what the spirit wants to do because we think we have to carry the, the if we see something or, or we got to jump there and do it. 
And mm -hmm. that's that works aspect. We, we got to mm -hmm. move that away from it and be spirit led. Absolutely. That's hard when our moniker is army, right? Like that's, that's a hard thing when, when we, we pride ourselves on what we do every day and all that's hard yeah. to, and, and obviously, you know, we, we should do these things, but, but it's, it's, it is hard to move into well, I work for you. That should be enough. God into, no, no, I, I need you to listen to what I'm saying to you. <laughs> well, and, and not getting caught up with, um, the result that we aren't sensitive to the work towards it. Like, you know, cause again, go, you know, we, we talked about prayer even just recently on crosstalk prayer is something important to all of our faiths individually, corporately. And so of course God would want me to pray for someone and we yeah. see the end result there and just assume, all right, someone at the altar, I should go pray. Yeah. Uh, and, and so kind of like you, you're saying like it, we we formalize, everything based on the result of course god would want me to help people of course god would want me to fix this of course you know and, and sometimes we end up doing the work not expected of us or or um yeah. not needed of of us particularly and that's hard to wrap because there's also the the flip side i'm sure the anxiety of well you know am i just in my own head is this my opportunity and i'm talking myself out of it you know and, and that's again uh it comes from a daily walk with Christ yeah. to know the voice of the spirit when it's speaking to you. Uh, because again, you're right. There's, there's a lot of people that will struggle. Well, am I doing this in my head or is Christ really speaking to me? Um, you know, and so we, when we have listened enough on our journey, we get to know the voice, so to speak. Uh, and I think that goes back to the uh, Elijah situation when uh, Elijah had uh, defeated uh, the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel, and you recall, he ends up in the next chapter, in the 19th chapter, of, uh, uh, they're sitting under a juniper tree asking God to kill him. <laughs> uh, he went from the highest high to the lowest low, so to speak, yeah. just overnight. Mm -hmm. And God brings him to the mountain, and God uh, begins, you know, you, you heard him, he, uh, the fire came, the earthquake came, and but God came in a still small voice. And I used to ask myself, well, why did God do all of that? And I think it was simply God was testing. Could he tell the difference anymore to, mm -hmm. to hearing God actually speak to him? Because if he could, he wouldn't have ended up under a juniper tree mm -hmm. asking God to kill him. So uh, so again, it's that daily walk with Christ. And, and all of us will get off track. Elijah got off track. <laughs> so we can get off track, but... But knowing that voice when the voice of God speaks to us is, is so important. Yeah, amen. Absolutely. Well, and so we we even mentioned earlier, you know, the the individual gifts that we have that that might be uh, particular uh, to us or a group of us uh, that that's given and, and and blessed to edify the body, glorify the Lord. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit being something we all all participate in we should all strive for how how necessarily does that similarly edify the church or in in other ways maybe uh add to uh well, the I, think, body? I think the the characteristics of the fruit of the spirit are what uh sort of unites the body uh, brings the body together uh, allows us to be able to work together because mm. inherently <laughs> our, our personalities are so different 
uh, it would be difficult to work together sometimes with some folks, especially <laughs> if we didn't have the Spirit of God working in us and through us and, and uniting us through the fruit of the Spirit. But the mm -hmm. gifts of the Spirit are different in that the gifts are for the body. And it's for the body collectively, but for the body individually, where I may not be gifted in a certain area. I need you who mm -hmm. are gifted in other areas to walk alongside me to accomplish the ministry that God has called us for. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things, uh, and, and I hear people see this, I see this all the time lately, especially since COVID, people want to worship kind of away from the body of Christ. Uh, we do it online, we do it here, we do it there, not necessarily with each other. Mm -hmm. And we say, well, we're just as connected. No, not necessarily. If, if we're not actually together, yeah. uh, it's difficult to minister together that way. Uh, but uh, you'll recall uh, back in Genesis, I think it was the second chapter, the 18th verse, uh, God looks at Adam and he says, listen, it's not good for man to be alone, period. End the discussion. And he creates Eve. And then uh, in Eve, he creates the concept of family. Mm. Uh, and so through that, they are populating uh, the earth, uh, Cain and Abel and the other children. And so uh, he, he, he adds to Adam. Now, the thing we have to remember is when he created Adam, everything was perfect. Uh, what, what does it say at the end of each day in, in Genesis? Good. God created it and it was good. Everything was perfect. But in this perfect setting, God recognizes that Adam, who was already perfect, needed not to be alone. Mm. And everything else in creation he created with helpmates or with family or a group or a body, so to speak, a, a collective. But Adam was the only one of his kind. And mm. so he began to create that. So from the very beginning, God recognizes that we as individuals need a collective body to, to surround us. Now, I don't necessarily like the, 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 the phrase, it takes a village kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> the reality is we need people, and no matter how introverted we are, mm. we need people in our lives closely connected to us, working together. Uh, and that, that not only helps us physically, but it also helps us spiritually. Yeah. Uh, we can't do this alone spiritually. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and um, being being someone with uh, a lot of far strung friends, uh, you know, with with church, with with with, uh, you know, my hobbies and everything, um, no matter how good the Internet is for us being connected, it's never good enough. And I, I can't tell how many times we've always uh, talked about and planned and we're just like, we've got to get together. I can't wait to, you know, it's like. You know, online church is a blessing. It's it's a great thing uh, to be able to stay connected when not there. But it does it definitely doesn't replace that being there. Uh, you know, it, it, there there's something just uh, more powerful about presence. Yeah, um, yeah. for sure. Did, were you going to say something, Jonathan? Yeah, just with the with the spiritual gifts and the and the fruit of the spirit, like spiritual gifts, if they're not wrapped in the fruit of the spirit, become very self-centered, become yes. very boastful, become very prideful, become look what I can do. Mm. But if we allow the Holy Spirit to wrap those in the fruit yeah. of the spirit, it, it, it transfer it transforms that, right? When I was younger and when I was first first became an officer and all that, I, I had uh 
I had some issues with, with working through arrogance and pride. And it just comes to the realization of all of these gifts uh, that, that God has given me in order to do the things he's asked of me is just that he gave them to me. Yes. Right. I, I didn't earn them. So what, what do I have to be prideful about except for boasting in God? Uh, yeah. So wrapping those things, if you don't wrap those spiritual gifts in the fruit of the spirit, it becomes very, yeah. very toxic to the church. Yes, it yeah. does. And, and, you know, the reality is it's going to happen at some point. Sure. Uh, and, you know, that's why Galatians, the sixth chapter, it talks about those of you who are spiritual, those of you who are walking with Christ. Uh, if you see a brother uh, who, who is kind of walking down the wrong path, restore him, you know, in gentleness, in mm. love, uh, yeah. which is what the body, again, as we talked about earlier, all of it is wrapped in love. It's it's something we, we need to do, we're, we're called to do, uh, to hold each other accountable in that way, to be able to speak. So I'm, I'm going to assume, Jonathan, and you can tell me that someone spoke to you about your arrogance or your pride or or it could have come through a sermon or, or whatever yeah. someone spoke to you about it. i was held accountable for it yeah. and the holy spirit convicted me of it absolutely yeah and so and that's how the beauty of of, of a body works together mm. when, when it, it works right yeah. <laughs> we're able to correct one another we're able to hold uh, each other accountable but the reality yeah. the reason god really puts us together is so that we can accomplish mission yeah. And uh, when we get all all off course, uh, when we're just stuck on the body and we're stuck on the other stuff inside the four walls of the church, uh, we're forgetting why we come together. It's, yeah. it's not just so that we can love on each other, which is great. Uh, that's uh, that's a side benefit. Uh, but it's so that we can go out and love on the world. Amen. And let them know that we serve a Savior that lives today and who yeah. loves today. Sunday's just a pep rally. Yeah. If, yeah. <laughs> if, if your goal being a Christian is 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 just Sunday, you're missing yes. you know, yes. six sevenths of what it is to be a Christian. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's that's what I enjoy about the journey we've taken with Crosstalk here for recently is, is hitting on that we can make uh, even in some of the conversations we've had and in some of the truths that Christians can understand we still try to funnel it all into church, into Sunday, into one corporate gathering yeah. uh, and, and, and trying, you know, we're no experts, we're, we're no one special, but in, in the conversations we have, trying to dismantle that, to expand that idea. No, that's, that's everything. Yeah. You know, th this walk is every day, all the time. This is the, the, the wonderful thing we uh, have been invited to, into, adopted into even, uh, to, to not just for ourselves, not just for our people, but for everyone, this great thing, this great uh, uh, way to the Savior that we know of, uh, mm -hmm. taking that to everyone. Yeah. So great stuff. Um, it's it's a little bit of a shorter one, this one, but I, I think there's been such uh, dense, good uh, conversation. Uh, it's hard to argue with it. Um, I will say, uh, you know, back to a point you made, major i uh, i i never realized that in a lot of paul's closing uh re remarks to the churches he actually hits on some of the fruit of the spirit encouraging them to grow in love for each other bear with each other you know continue to look out for each other compassionately 
in one way or the other, he's always encouraging them to continue uh, to grow in that together. And, um, you know, that's our, our hope and prayer for, for this content is that uh, it, it's an encouragement to whoever finds it. Similarly, yeah. that you would continue to grow in the fruit of the spirit, that you would find and, and, and use your gifts lovingly uh, in whatever body you find yourself. If you're an Augustine, you need a body. Well, that hang on, that sounds wrong. But if you need a, a, a family, if you need yes. A group that uh, you can wrap yourself into. Yeah. We're here. Uh, there, there's a, a Salvation Army or a church on almost every corner. It feels like sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I, I would say that if they're listening, uh, they're not listening by accident. The Spirit yeah. has kind of led them there. Yeah. And so yeah. I would say that if they're listening to this, then it's more than likely the Spirit is leading them to the Salvation Army sure. to be a part of the family of God there. Absolutely. Yeah. So I pray we all just hear a little bit more and and know the voice uh, and follow. So great stuff. Uh, well, uh, Jonathan, why don't you cap us off with a, a word of prayer? And then we're back next week with another uh, new series. Uh, and that'll be exciting. And uh, look forward to that. Uh, we've got to fundraise for the, the budget again. But, you know. <laughs> Yes, yes. I'm sure it'll work out. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the uh, ability to come together uh, in this space and to talk about the, your goodness, uh, to talk about the, the great plan that you have for us, right? You, you, you not only bring salvation into our life, but you also sanctify us. And part of that sanctifying process is, is allowing us to, to start exemplifying these fruits of the Spirit. And so, Father, today I pray that we would be more loving, we would be more patient, we would be more gentle and more good, we would be more faithful and self-controlled, Father. Uh, we, we pray for all of these things. And, and as I always do, Father, I pray that you would give us at least one today that we may share your love with. In Jesus' name we pray.